1: Hi, I'm Chody Shifter, professional racing driver, and when I'm not racing vehicles, I'm usually sitting on the downstairs toilet or in a motorway services on my smart telephone, sifting through ad after ad of interesting vehicles from carandclassic.com. You should try it too. There's many to choose from, and you can even sell them free on classifieds or off of an auction. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: Smith & Sniff is sponsored by carandclassic.com.
1: I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Workshop stress boost. That's something that's at the top of my list of the agenda. <laughs> um, i sorry. Garage. You know, workshops, garages where you go to have your car repaired or something like that. Yeah. If it doesn't have a posh reception and flat screen TV and coffee maker, it's yeah. such a... It it's such a dangerous place to need a number 2. And I was in I that scenario even, recently.
0: I would I just wouldn't. I mean I suppose I had if to, it, I it's had an to. emergency.
1: It just there was no it, chickening out was not an option.
0: Do <laughs> You mean one of those incredibly small loos where everything seems to have oily fingerprints on.
1: Yeah, cuz nobody washes their hands cuz there's no point because they know that they're going straight back out to carry on doing the gearbox on a Subaru. So they just go, yeah. well, What's a little bit of piss between friends, <laughs> and so they just <laughs> well, that's the reality of it, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. and and so therefore, uh, yeah, I, I mean, a, st- a stressy, grubby workshop poo, and I was and I was filming. I'm not going to say where I was filming, but I was filming as well. I didn't want we've we've said this in previous guys. You didn't want the, the the amount of time you were away to be obvious that you were logging on, so. <laughs> it's It's a funny thing
0: isn't it in the in the sort of evolution of of humankind yeah that we have probably moved on from many hang-ups and and social awkwardness yeah so the victorians were were all about that weren't they and yeah and and things and we've we've very much moved on and to the extent i was thinking about this the other day because i was like i've never told my children not to put their elbows on the table because it just seems sort of doesn't matter anymore I mean very I might remind them if they were use. going to a royal banquet or something but you know I remember my parents always like elbows off the table it was a very important thing somehow mm. and yet it's not it just sort of isn't yeah. Although you know good manners are nice but there's certain details that seem to have gone by the wayside
1: but it's a bit like using a fork upside down we, my mum what used to your... tell me to use the fork upside down, but I like. But you don't like shovel the garden with the fork upside down, do you? Because it's. Oh, it I see. Won't. I
0: thought you meant like you were flicking food into your mouth with the handle of the fork. No, <laughs>
1: so. no, you absolute diggerly! <laughs> what, what, what kind of technique no. is this? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my gosh! You only you would think that you spoon. But yeah. uh, well, <laughs>
0: effectively, that's what you're using it as. Um, no, I. But I just think you know, it's weird that one thing we haven't moved on from even though everybody does it in the world from from his majesty king charles the third to you and me and everyone in between that we still have this this desire not to be busted for having a poo
1: (laughs) (laughs) busted for having a poo yeah so so dirty what dirty workshop stress poo is is a thing i think it's got yeah. to be done. It's not a good environment. It's it's grubby. No. You're unsure of the quantity of roll required. There's many elements yeah. to the stress. Um,
0: one of the worst loos I've ever had to use was in a in a, a garage environment, now you mention it. Oh, uh, okay. It was you know when you just don't want to touch anything? hmm uh-huh. Because it's it's <laughs> It's disgusting. Yeah. But, I mean, not as disgusting as in, like, there's been a dirty protest. Uh, uh, it just, as no, in sort it's of just... It's oily and greasy, and but also, like, the loo seat was completely broken. Yes. And there was no loo roll and no soap. And no towel or anything
1: oh did you have to do a crouch
0: cable well i didn't this thing i only needed a wee thank god but uh, oh. it was just the just easy. the state of the place and i was
1: like but people work
0: here yeah it would have been better just to go outside and go around the back of the building <laughs>
1: <laughs> yo because, i've done that before what at a garage yeah. i've done i've done that at a place before where it was just so despicable i mean you just felt so oh. dirty the minute you walked to the room you're like i'm just gonna go outside and find somewhere <laughs> easy yeah. By the way, if you can hear, you probably can hear one of the tortoises battering its way around because they're they're actually looking outside at the snow and getting a bit oh. confused because it's <laughs> it's snowing here. It's lovely and bad, idyllic. Bad and
0: conditions for a tortoise, presumably. They don't want to go out in the snow. Bad
1: tortoise conditions. I'd say good good advertising potential for BMW X Drive, which obviously was was launched in the UK off the back of um, that year where we had two snowy periods if you remember everyone in a bmw didn't get anywhere and then bmw just went right everybody by x drive and now that's why you see lots of x drives it seems i've always so. wondered
0: about that because there was a period particularly when it seemed mm. like every other three series that you saw on the motorway so i'm guessing a company cars a lot of the time it's all saying, it's all these cars
1: it's all company cars an x drive yeah
0: but i wondered if did bmw perhaps to stave off that reputation they have for not being good in slippery conditions did they did they do some deals specifically on x drive cars because for the the truth is most people buying a 320d or whatever don't don't need need four-wheel drive
1: of course they don't i the 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 it, it was around about 2009 from mary i remember because i took all day to get to heathrow airport for for a really important job that i needed to fly away on And I was in a Jag XF on 20s. I remember it being a very Mm. challenging challenge. But um, yeah, the BMW is just pirouetting everywhere. But yeah, I think that same year, after snow being on the ground for three or four days, uh, BMW just rinsed out the xDrive thing. And it it, it makes me angry because it's that whole thing of people thinking that four-wheel drive automatically means that they have snow-based invincibility when you just want because i've seen people in audi quattro's have massive understeer crashes yes because they're still doing 30 in a 30 when it's snowing yeah and you just you just want to just want to pick them up and go it's about the tires you understand that don't you it's not about the four-wheel drive well that's funny because
0: i was in an audi s4 once on just very wet roads but in winter and had a real moment, not driving like a dick, but just it just on a, on a tight bend. It understood like an absolute bastard. How awful. And after that, I just didn't trust it. And it was on Pirellis from memory. And at the time, I had a Seat Leon as a long-termer from Evo. And that was also completely rubbish in that kind of weather. And was also on Pirelli. So I think VW Group had got some job lot of Pirellis that weren't good they were great in, in the drive. <laughs> That's but they were how they marketed toss them. in the wear.
1: yeah. The Pirelli not good,
0: yeah. Um, anyway, well, I, I, we've oscillated from pooing in a garage to <laughs> tires. So
1: it's really, well, we were talking about driving like an absolute start. stroker, and I, I have been actually in in recent times driving like a bit of a stroker, um, encouraged by the vehicle that I was testing. Um, I've I've driven I've. I've I've got a lot of actual cars to talk about in this podcast, but I don't want to offend anyone by going into too much detail. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll sprinkle a few poo jokes here and there, and also
0: talk about accidentally farting in a mobile phone shop oh, as well. Oh, I
1: had a Oh, we had a, we had a really incredible curry um, one night oh after God. a shoot this week because it was the only place it was open was a curry house, and I drove all the way back with the windows up. I was basically hotboxing myself. Um, yeah, I the 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 BMW M3 uh, Touring spulty Touring. Yeah, I've had that for a week because I yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to drive it because there's been a lot of fanfare about it. But I also I used it mm. in the introduction for my Beast video, the driving. I saw the Rolls Beast. So I I'll, want
0: to talk to you about the Beast in a minute, but let's first talk about all, the Beast yes. in a minute. Yeah, M3 Touring. Yeah. Now I have a problem with this car. Okay. In as much as you're right there has been a lot of fanfare about it hmm. but there's been a lot of fanfare from car journalists and i feel like this is one of those cars that gives a lot of particularly the sort of helms right end of the car journalism spectrum an absolute stiffy and i don't think it's a relevant car at all i think they're going to sell about seven to people on piston heads, no car <laughs> journalists will buy one because, as we know, car journalists not necessarily flush with cash to blow. I mean, it's what eighty something grand base, but then as soon as you go, oh, can I have windows and maybe doors to get in? They go, oh, it's a hundred grand. So let's say it's a hundred grand car.
1: It is well, eighty six base in it, so it's yeah. But, but then I think
0: don't I, I've seen them on Auto Trader. People are trying to get over for them because they think it's a hot car because they've accidentally read Auto Car and evo too much but it's uh, it's i think the carbon pack and stuff is it does it do you have to add the carbon ceramic brakes as well possibly i forget but
1: oh, i've got the i can bring up the configurator if you really want me to go it, for. it
0: seems like it's it's pretty much it's going to be 90 to 100 grand car so it's expensive yeah so no car journalist is actually going to buy it but fast estates generally get car people quite excited don't they but i yeah. just think I, now of course i have to also confess i haven't driven it so you know i'm talking out of my hat and i gather it's really good i've been i'd like to hear it's your very opinion good. of it do you think it's ace
1: it's it's a it's an exceptionally quick car it is a, it's a scalpel fast machine uh it's a sharpie b zero to 62 and three three and a half seconds i think and so it? yeah it's i mean it's got some firepower and you can dial out the X drive and make it more rear wheely. There's, oh, there's, al- yeah. there's almost too many, like a lot of, this is not exclusive to Beamer, there's almost too many different settings. You get lost in settings mm. and you forget where you were and what you maybe liked and what you didn't like. It's like, yeah. it's the restaurant with a 16 page menu kind of thing. Like we've said yeah. before, you just go, <laughs> I just don't know where to start. I'd rather just have two settings, you know, like normal and absolute M Sport, rid- you know, arse weed. And, and I drove it in absolute arse, rinseweed most of the time uh, <laughs> proper. I think it's absolute stroker mode is what I would probably call it, where you're just yeah. constantly tromboning everywhere because it's...
0: Does it, it trombone?
1: Yeah, I was I was on it in many places in this car. And because it's so good, it's a very satisfying car to drive. And, but, mm. and here's the thing, Richard, and listeners, there's two, I mean, we don't even need to talk about the front of it because we know that that's ugly. And the people that are saying they're coming around to it, that's a bit like, I don't know, waking up with a horse and realise that you've done things that you shouldn't have. <laughs> and you just go, you know, like, do you know what it's guys, like? I've had a few weeks to
0: reflect on it and I don't see that there's a problem with horse love anymore. Yeah. And you go, no, 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 you've been brainwashed by too much uh,
1: Horse love. The horse. (laughs) Um, The
0: front of that car is disgusting. It is disgusting. It's pretty rubbish. I just think that generally, as with a lot of modern BMWs, the grill is almost like leaving a dog turd near where you're having a picnic to draw the flies away from your food. (laughs) The the sort of the, the design of a lot of the rest of the car is not good either in a more subtle but equally shit way you know the way that sort of the body surfacing and things that used to be so good on BMWs I think it's just sort of really meandering and weak do you it's just what? not a nice looking car yeah that's what... the three series is not the worst example three series is okay yeah but. It's, it's not brilliant, and I just think the grille is just kind of like, it's just them going, whoa, look over there, to distract from the fact that they've completely lost their way design-wise.
1: It's a, it's a great idea. I hadn't thought of it like that.
0: It's why I don't mind the new 7 Series. Although, again, the grille is disgusting, but the rest <laughs> yeah. of it is actually really tight. I think it's quite a, a good, you know, quite relatively minimalist for BMW at the moment
1: so I quite like the rest of the car as in the design of it I like the bum I oh, do you okay, I think what this boils enough. down to is everyone's getting everyone's milking themselves over the fact that it's finally there's an M3 estate but yeah the 3 Series was never a great estate we have to remember that it was never a class leading estate car yeah. it's always in a small estate car yes twin tailgate that is useful great mm. but the 5 was always the genuinely useful estate car um, yeah
0: so, But also, I, I've heard, uh, again, car journalists, when they've, when they've finally um, able to get their hand out the front of their trousers, talking about how it's like, oh, at last, I can't believe it's taken BMW this long to do a three-series, an M3 touring. And it's like, well, there's a reason for that, because there's no business case, because it is. It's not amazing as an estate, and if you wanted M3, you'd probably actually, if you want a proper sporty, smallish M car, 4 Sorry, you'd say that M4. again.
1: Say that again, Richard. Spotsy, spots, spots.
0: So um, yeah, I don't. That's the thing. It's in fact talking of you uh, flicking food into your mouth with the handle of a fork. <laughs> it's that. Well, I think what people get really really excited about is this idea. It's a sort of do everything car. It's practical, but it's fast.
1: Yes, the LDRS, It's the ODRS Avant yeah. effect,
0: which has thrived on. But that's sort of you go. Well, do you really want something that does everything? Because otherwise, why don't you just eat all your food with a spork? Sometimes it's good to separate out functions. And I know well, there's that sort of you know that fallacy of going. Well, just if you want a sporty car, get an Elise, and then get a really good estate car or a good SUV or something. Don't try and combine the two. But obviously, it is quite nice to just have one. Thing you have to insure and put petrol in and stuff. No, but,
1: no, I disagree. What
0: well, you'd go for the sort of multi. I think approach. if you've
1: got if you've got a ninety grand, I, d- I definitely have multiple cars. I'd have cars that are more fit for purpose. Why? What? I don't want to drive a five hundred horsepower car every day for work and for, for for schooling and commuting and all of that because I just think it's you're having too much champagne for breakfast every morning. Then it becomes the norm. Well, is
0: this? I was going to ask. Did you? You said you've been driving. Um, in quite a press on I drove it like
1: a rose jointed winkle picker for the whole time whatever they are and I does but does it does the car make you do that is it one of those
0: cars that just it's hard to drive it gently
1: yeah because it's so you know it's so quick and able it's the it's the M it's the M spoked confidence it just gives you that amazing sort of I'm puffing my chest out as I'm saying it (laughs) It gives you that incredible... I don't, it's the equivalent, I guess, uh, from what I've been told, maybe, is just having an absolute, um, I don't know, ashtray full of cocaine and going into a nightclub and basically just picking out women and just talking to them and dancing with them, even though they're not interested in you because you think you've got the it factor, but what you have is the drugs-in-your-face factor, uh, which actually this has. It's got the druggy face, as we know, doesn't it? It's got the cocaine Dyson nose so (laughs) that's
0: just reminded me of a friend of mine years and years ago went to a house party a long time ago back when it would have just been quite normal for a lot of people at the party to be smoking and doing it in the house and my and my mate fell asleep on the sofa with his head next to a brimmed ashtray. And when he just he was sort of too drunk to move. And when he woke up, the ashtray was still there with loads of cigarette butts in it, but no loose ash. And he realized he'd inhaled all of it. <laughs>
1: What? his sleep he'd been breathing yeah. it all in
0: yeah he said he felt
1: what well, basically is well. what basically a breathing fireplace cleaner just like a little a little handbag <laughs> going around, but just take it over.
0: at least the, at least the butts were still in the ashtray the ashtray had been completely empty i think he had to go to hospital as a precaution but yeah he, uh, he sucked up a load of ash. I
1: told you, is, I, uh, my student, good for you, my student house, when I was at university, um, quite a few of the guys I lived with, house shared with, were smokers, because such was the times, being the 90s. Mm. And uh, the ashtray was a one of those ceramic... Um, Shire horses that you get from a charity shop which sits on a <laughs> windowsill, you know, the ones. Yeah. And yeah. someone had accidentally dropped it and smashed one of its hooves off, and they used to tap ash into its hoof and then, until it was completely full oh, of ash, and then they'd shake it over the bath. <laughs> <laughs> over the bath. <laughs> it was so oh, grotty. It was so grotty. That is grotty. Yeah, so there would yeah. always be this horse, the ceramic poor horse on its side, obviously owned by, would have been owned by a, a proud dead person when <laughs> it came from a charity <laughs> shop, got dropped instantly, but that got repurposed. A smoking horse. Say <laughs> 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 so more fancy cigarette? <laughs> yeah, I'll fetch the horse. <laughs> Honestly, it used to live in the front room. It was really gross. It used to stink, as you can imagine. Poor thing.
0: Yeah. Well, now, look, guys, listen. Listen,
1: look. here's a situation. I
0: have... A counterpoint to your M3 touring if you have about a hundred grand to spend on an ultimately quite irrelevant and stupid car that's slightly out of step with the times. (laughs) I've been driving the JAG F Pace SVR Edition 1988, which is this special they've done to commemorate uh, their Le Mans win in 1988. So it's F Pace SVR with this purple paint. Uh, which yes. is very, very, very deep purple to the point where, all week that I had it, people kept going, "Looks well, quite smart in black." That I go, "No, it's not black."
1: Oh uh, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, what?
0: It's purple. It's very, very, very deep purple. I, th- I and thought it, looks it was. Great.
1: I thought it was black because it, unless it's sunny, it's, you well, can't tell.
0: This is the thing. It's it 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 looks black, and it got to the point where, like my son, I went, "Do you know what colour this car is?" And he went, "Yeah, it's black." I went, "No, it's not. It's purple." He went, "No, it's not." And I went, "It is. It's purple." He went, "It's not though." I mean, honestly, it is. If you saw it in sunlight, you'd see it's purple. He went, it's daddy, it's not purple. And he ended, I went, I'll bet you £5 it's purple. And he was like, okay, I'll bet you £5. P-
1: oh, amazing, amazing. And how old is <laughs> he? You you're betting real cash with your...
0: He's about to turn nine. So it's <laughs> fine. I didn't take him up on it because then ultimately I couldn't prove it because I was like getting my phone torch and you can just about see sort of purple pigment in it but it's a great color because it does mostly look black and then you just get on a brighter day it suddenly has this purple to it and it looks quite cool and it's got very very light gold wheels on it and again this is a nice touch they're not in your face ostentatious it's a shame are. that
1: 1988 um, edition does it come with a sort of clarion cassette head unit? And does it, it does. come with some yeah. slight, you know, the sort of baggy pleated door, leather door cards that was fashionable? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> also, the seats are made out of the material it used to make a very silky promotional bomber jacket.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> that was be- team.
0: I mean, they've no grip in the corners at all, but, but they look tremendous
1: do you get swept um, off the seat do you when you're sort of
0: yeah any any input whatsoever accelerating braking yes you're in the footwell it's like when you're uh, sitting in
1: the shallow end um, at a leisure pool and they put the wave machine on and, yes uh, it's like
0: uh, you're just... and you literally. You, it's physically impossible to keep <laughs> keep your buttocks in the same place for more than a second amazing it's like that um it's so it's, but it's a cosmetic job, um, w- for which they're charging something like 20 odd grand more than the standard car. But they're only making, I think, uh, 8.8 of them. Uh, actually, I think I, I, I'm just looking at this, it says they're going to make one of 394. I don't know if that's just for the UK, maybe, but that seems an odd number anyway. It's a, a tremendous well. looking thing. It's a really, a contrast to the BMW, which is a disgusting looking thing. This <laughs> is a really, really nice looking car, the extra detailing in the color and they've blacked out some of the details and then some of them are in a very light gold and it's sort of quite tasteful and um the number of people who admired this car in the week that i had it including my wife who's quite a stern critic of car design and she came home and she went i hope that's my birthday present and i was like i'm afraid it's not she's like (laughs) i'd like it to be and i was like well then you're gonna have to give me one hundred and one thousand five hundred and fifty pounds but um (laughs) it's you remember we drove the we FPS did, SVR
1: yeah. We did a vid. Video. yeah. We did a vid. It was good. I mean, I, I've said this before, but it's almost like if you, if you if you're in the market for a fast, capable SUV, it's better than all mm. the Land Rover Range Rover products.
0: Well, it is, and the thing is, do you remember when we drove it? The one thing we were quite amused by the fact that it felt so slightly unruly sometimes.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, they've fiddled with it. They've they've done a bit of recalibration of various things, I believe, and they've taken that edge off and just given it a bit more polish and it is absolutely fucking spectacular i mean it's i know you're not a big suv fan but
1: i don't and, know and where you've stupid. got this from
0: <laughs> nobody needs a 540 odd horsepower suv that's absolutely clear it's stupid and but accepting that it, it goes down a road like nothing else i've driven except possibly the porsche mccann turbo and it's it's like the ride is not bad at all. It's it's firm but it's comfortable and yet firm but it comfortable. Goes through corners like an absolute stabbed rat. It's it's spectacularly good, but it's got a bit of give in it. So you've got that sense that you know where you are with it. It's not just been set up like a racing car to be stiff and flat. It moves about a bit but in a in a really sort of helpful way. So you just you can go across country in it like an absolute maniac. And I I thought it was it's it's an incredible bit of setup work. And that engine, which is the same engines in my Range Rover, but, but noisier and better in a nice way. Um, it's it's mega. And it's got, um, it's an eight-speed auto, but it's got really nice proper metal paddles on it rather than the usual Jag cheapo plastic clicky ones. So you can, you can play tunes on the gearbox. The engine, is, you can be lazy or you can really get on it and be in exactly the gear you want to be. It is just, it's a hugely amusing car totally stupid really well, expensive but i absolutely adored it
1: well look guys you're talking about expensive stupid we've talked about the m3 long roof we've talked about Well, here's the- that
0: my my jerry springer thought for the day would be that it given the choice now again caveat haven't driven the m3 touring i'm sure it's cravat you. are you throwing I, I'll, a I'll cravat right into the mix i'm throwing a cravat into the ring yeah, <laughs> and okay. um but yeah 100 grand to spend on a stupidly fast stupidly powerful but slightly practical car i'm yes. going with that jag every time not least because it doesn't look absolutely hideous and i think it's less twatty as well if i'm honest
1: gosh that's a statement mm. well i tell you what i'm going for richard i think you know that you know yeah. where i'm going with this oh yeah i'm going for a, a fairly ugly fronted rapid estate car that's <laughs> ludicrous um i'm going for the beast because that's what it's called the beast and, yes. Uh, I've got to drive Out. that car the other week and, and the weirdly yeah. I've just sh- I woke up this morning and checked my um Google Analytics. Don't worry that's not the start of a blues song. And um mm. and <laughs> I, I... <laughs> woke up this morning. checked my Google Analytics. Um it was trending. It wasn't trending, but it had done in 7 hours it's it's had over 100,000 views which is a PB for my is it? my YouTube channel yeah wow so the 70s is well and truly alive
0: we had so many messages from people going why didn't you talk about the beast you've got to talk about the beast because it's coming up for auction on car and classic why do not you talk about it and part of the reason was because you were going off to drive it and put it on the late break show so yeah. but we now can talk about it if you haven't seen Johnny's video driving the beast please go go now or listen to the rest of this and then go and and watch it um I have questions though, and okay. the main one is: Yes. Is it? I I got the impression from I mean the noise. The noise, first is, of all, it's,
1: it's absolutely deafening. Someone, is, someone, some. It's, summed it. It out it's an accurate
0: picture because obviously microphones can give a, a false impression to some extent of of the sort of the, the the noise in that car. But it seemed to me like it was definitely well
1: we did a we did a microphone check and then the car basically said hold my beer as the the meat would be (laughs) and it was just every every microphone was just wilting and dying but it's the someone that summed it up perfectly in the comments go why does it sound like a cement mixer full of hammers It does, though, doesn't it? It does. It's it does. Extraordinary. It does. It's, it's the transmission that makes this horrendous clatter. Honestly, you know, like um, like someone's undone the prop shaft on the car at great speed, and it's just it's basically flailing the floor pan of the car. It sort of sounds like that, but it's to do with John Dodd, the owner creator's step up transmission. Uh, hmm. adaptation. But it does make this really odd... You know when you've accidentally... I mean, picture the scene, guys. You've put some clothes in the washing machine, but you've accidentally left a bunch of keys and a handful of pebbles in one of the pockets yeah. of your favourite trousers. <laughs> <laughs> and an anvil. <laughs> it, kind of sounds, it kind of sounds like that, but I have to say um, yeah, you don't hear the V12 until you're, you're, you're giving it some RPM. And to give it some RPM, of course, it's geared so high You've, yeah. You, 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 you know, it idles at 150 rpm, mm. which is just daft, and it, I think it maxes out at two and a half. So it's mm. it's a it's a very alien concept. The engine note bears no resemblance to the wheel speed. But I was just oh really? A, no, not really. No, I felt so dawn. It was so daunting to drive it and get insurance on it. Yeah. Um, and it has such a complex starting procedure. And yes, it's one of I those s- cars which just wants to start and be stretched and go. It doesn't want to hang around. Mm. But I was so excited. I, you know, it's a real hairs on the hairs on the nape uh, situation. This, is,
0: this was going to be my question, having watched the video, is uh, uh, would I be right in thinking it's it's rather demanding to drive?
1: It is quite demanding. I think the main thing is, is you're aware of the weight um um and how to stop or change direction if you need to if someone's dithering mm. or just being a bit of a dick in front of you. Um I drove it three times, each time for about fifteen minutes. Yeah. And the third time I drove it, I re I felt that I suddenly felt quite a little bit more confident to the point where if they said you need to do a hundred miles in this car now, I probably would. Oh really? There was there were there were a lot of similarities with like old school American muscle cars. Yeah,
0: I saw you say in the vid, like, the steering was a bit like your charger. Yeah, steering was fine.
1: Yeah, they warned me about the steering. They said it's awful. And I was like, no, that's not awful. That's not that bad.
0: (laughs) You you talk about awful, son. I'll show you awful. Yeah. Because this is the thing. You you said in the video, it's it's warming up now. But I think you were sort of talking about yourself as well as the car, like you're getting your eye in with it. But I got that feeling from your in-car, apart from the fact that it was definitely loud and you probably were struggling to be heard I, but and i was scared I, I, you didn't say an awful lot relative <laughs> I, to outside the car and i thought he's concentrating yeah that's this is taking a lot of brain power just to keep that thing you're, i mean does it does it wander right. or is it is it pretty um, it track pretty straight
1: it tracks relatively straight and visibility is amazing because it's a 70s mm. car and it's a you know it's a big estate car isn't it so it's A shooting brake. It's it's actually quite easy to position on the road. But, of course, everyone behaves differently around you. And when the car's idling in traffic and stuff, it's pluming out smoke because it's uh, what I believe to be the case is the Merlin engines were assembled with quite sloppy tolerances Hmm. so it does burn oil at at, um, low rpm when it's not trying because it's not that's not what they're designed to do they're designed to be Uh, they're designed to get up to 2000 rpm or whatever and just sit there yeah for hours and hours and hours and hours so doing what we're doing in that car on that day really it's it's not it's not an enjoyable process for the Merlin. So it was just, it was huffing out a bit of oil. It, some people are going, oh, the engine's fucked. It needs rebuilding. It, it doesn't. It just needs to be used. It needs to just get on the get on the M1 and do 180 miles yeah. an hour for an hour.
0: Is it, I mean, at the speeds you were driving at, does it, does it feel fast if you if you clog it? Does it pick up or is it a yeah. bit more sort of is a bit more inertia to it?
1: It's got it's all about the torque. It's not because you're listening for the RPM and it makes no difference. It's it just suddenly. I had no idea I was doing seventy at one point. The chase car said you you were doing you were doing seventy all along there. I said was I? No, oh. because the speedo is completely inaccurate. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just I was just concentrating on how it felt, whether I could stop in yeah. time, and all the basics. But I went past four that cup speed's cars. It's just
0: a state of mind.
1: I went past four cup cars at one point. And I thought they've scrambled the troops and they're going to circle oh. and get me. They're <laughs> going to throw the stinger down and, yeah. and reel me in.
0: And, and the beast will just mash it into the road and carry on.
1: Yeah it was really exciting you know we, we get to a lot of cars in this. and i i got the blessing of the family and i felt really privileged to mm. do that and they actually phoned me last night when i was driving back from a job when the when the video went live and they said we've mm. all watched it as a family and we really enjoyed it we think that you got across our dad's bizarre eccentric mind and the fact that the car was an extension of him because he was he was a he was a bit of a madman, really. Yeah. Um, I had
0: some lovely archive photos and footage in there in your film yeah. as well, which adds, sort of sets the scene. Well, the, the thing that I can't get over, having then seen your in-car and the, the noise <laughs> and clearly the amount of concentration it needs to drive, <laughs> is the fact that he used to drive it all over Europe.
1: Yeah, he drove and it loads. He, would... he used to drive it loads. but the th- and, I, and he drove it right up into his death at eight, 90 years old. So he died just before Christmas. Bloody hell. And he was yeah. still driving it.
0: I mean, could you imagine coming back from Spain in it? Because that's what he did. not he? he said he, he, he used to come back to the UK to have it MOTs.
1: He did. He used to bring it back Spain, to the UK because but... he always wanted to keep its MOT history up and, they, and always wanted to keep the V5, the UK V5, which said Rolls Royce. It still mm. does. It's Rolls Royce Coupe, 27,000cc. So mm. <laughs> it, for him, I think it was him. It was real, like, you know, uh, real dogged... Um, Stubbornness when he lost the court case to um to say you've you've made me take the, the grill off but, I, but you're not having the car and and that I just thought that court
0: case is so weird in that it's just one eccentric bloke yeah. sticking your grill onto a one-off car we, he's not selling he's not monetizing is it no. No. I thought it seemed a bit well, excessive. Well to maybe take it, it to was court. just
1: the old school stuffiness of the brand. I mean, if I actually hoped weirdly, I spoke to Rolls Royce a few days ago and I actually wondered it'd be great if Rolls were to buy it and and do the kind of like we're sorry story <laughs> and don't worry, we'll look after this and actually do look after it. Don't crush it and then send out a press release saying, yeah. Finally we've caught the beast and we've put it down yes. well, <laughs> Justice is ours. <laughs> yeah, but I it would be great if they were to to, I, I, to be honest, uh, the auction is on as we speak. We'll put the link to it in the show notes. But Yes. Um, I, I'm, um, I'm hoping whoever buys it at the auction actually does allow people to hear it and see it so it doesn't get locked mm. away in a private vault or anything. Sorry, that's scratching in the background. My tortoise is doing a full like, rally cross launch. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey
0: than with Plush Care.
1: four-wheel drive launch on some loose cardboard (laughs) you know that thing blessed him with the late ken block where didn't he have didn't he get attached the Hunicorn mustang to a chain and then do a a full throttle launch where all four tires were just burning and then they released the chain didn't they that's kind of what's going on here but in tortoise world and on cardboard
0: I've just checked, we're recording this on Friday, and um, the auction is running until, so it ends on the 16th of March, Thursday. Can someone buy it? It's currently at £50,000 with six, uh, sorry, 13 bids.
1: Well, I think that's the, I think that's close to the reserve, you know. Is it?
0: Yeah. Okay. Bidding has been, I mean, this is, yeah, because it only went up uh, yesterday.
1: It went up yesterday, about two hours before I um, put my video out.
0: Bidding started at 25 grand and is now already at 50. 11 yeah. people are currently bidding. So yeah, it's really um, I'm, interesting. I'm
1: excited. I'm excited. lots of people are saying Jay Leno should buy it and actually John Dodd did know Jay Leno. Um, did he? Yeah, he Jay invited him over to the states to look at his Aero engine cars and John went over. Ah. Nice. So Yeah, it's it's Yeah, it's, I
0: suppose Jay Leno would be the perfect buyer in that he's got the resources to keep it going.
1: Exactly. And he understands it's part it. Of the battle, I imagine. Yeah, he understands it, yeah, and he will exhibit better. it periodically. Or, I'll tell you what was yeah. what was mad about it was the was the sort of like the bits and nature of it with all the rear lights being being Mark One Capri headlights being mostly Mark One Capri or other British car derivatives, bumpers being Rolls Shadow, gear shifter blatantly out of a Ford, folds from the seventies, mm. and the interior was so seventies even more even more 70s on the outside I mean the whole car couldn't be more 70s I
0: I like the fact you used a a shot of a if it on the cover of custom car magazine yes because I I look at that I look at the beast and I just for some reason it is inextricably is the most 70s thing ever
1: I think it's, It's, it's incredibly 70s
0: chuck a rally chopper in the boot and you're done also but that's the thing because of that sort of custom car association and for people who don't know custom car magazine very big in the 70s car modding mag um i forever custom car if it hasn't got the beast on the cover i always imagine custom car has like a sort of metal flake painted Marina estate on slot mags with a topless woman on yes, top of it.
1: Yes, with the back jacked up and some lots of CB radio aerials. Oh yeah. Lots. Yeah, of yeah.
0: It's <laughs> yes, like a forest. <laughs> the the topless woman is having to sort of fight her way through a forest of CB aerials. <laughs> that's that's custom car magazine and that is in fact the 70s 70s car modding in Britain.
1: Can Jag, Very much can Jag do up a, by that. could Jag do a could Jag do a 1980 SVR edition? please, where...
0: Ooh, the- edition 1977. Yes. And it's
1: covered in CB aerials. Yes, and, the back's uh, jacked up, and, and ever so high. And then, I don't
0: know what the seats would be made of. The seats would have to be those sort of furry, wouldn't they? Like angel furry hair. seat covers.
1: Angel hairs. they called? Angel hair. So it has an angel hair really? headlining, and it would have a CB radio <laughs> and a console, which is also good for <laughs> Apple CarPlay and, uh, and Android yeah. Auto.
0: Well, no, hang on, this is a premium car. I think it needs to have a CB radio for every occupant. So there's like, there's, there's oh. CB, CBs on the seat backs as well for the people in the rear.
1: Oh, are they all hanging off the ceiling? So there's just lots of cables just dangling down. to so yeah. everyone oh, yeah. can just reach
0: Curly down. cord everywhere.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like vines hanging from the forest <laughs> canopy. There's just CB cords everywhere hanging from the roof. This is where jagger are going wrong at the moment this is what this is the addition yeah. they need to make and it's purple oh, metal go, flake but like proper cadbury's yes. purple metal flake
0: oh there'll be no no question about whether the car is purple or not that will be amazing and 20 i can't remember what that car's on now 22s goes
1: back to 14s oh you're you want to go you want to go down no I tell you what to keep the 22s on the back but we have to go 14s or 15s on the front for extra okay. rake yeah, and there yeah. will be and an they airbrushed and can still be gold but yeah there'd be what would there be an air, an airbrushed montage on the bonnet of Norm- oh. Norman Dewis yeah. uh, Ian Callum <laughs> <laughs> yeah just <laughs> <laughs> William Lyons has got to be in there right oh I mean, yeah he founded the company well, for heaven's sake bit of respect yeah here, sorry sorry. It. Lyons would be there and Lyons would be like a sort of Marvel superhero so both hands would be yes. palms would be facing the sky and be holding up but he'd be extremely muscular way more than he actually was because <laughs> 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 he, he got a cape he's, he's, he's got a cape on and those sort of Roman gladiator shoes which are just very strappy uh, you know the ones yeah yeah and yeah. So he's got them on,
0: but um, and a cane. Can he have a cane? But or a staff? A kind oh, of staff. he's holding
1: a staff, absolutely a staff. And there might be some lightning strikes from the sky, of which he's holding, holding yes. aloft. Yeah. And the, out of the sky will come a mythical creature that does look, indeed, like a sort of flying jaguar cat. Oh, just like imagine this. that! And they, but, but of course, the, the bonnet's carbon, so it's muralled carbon. Oh, which has not been seen before.
0: I mean. This is, you know, you're justifying your hundred grand cost immediately. Listen, let's you? make this, this, this level of th- this objet d'art. Ob-
1: objet d'art, mate. It's objet d'art, isn't it?
0: <laughs> 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 object. It's an objective dart, mate. Um, I, I mean, object. I, I was just wondering though if it was airbrushing that perhaps <laughs> for the really classy effect we should get it done by one of those people who does the side of Dodgem's
1: Oh, funfair, affair. funfair airbrush. So
0: it is Sir William Lyons, but it sort of looks like someone's drawn Sir William Lyons onto a potato. <laughs> it's, it's, there's a resemblance, but not quite enough. you left guessing for a few minutes.
1: Well, it's like, oh, is that... Is that William Lyons or is that Roy Orbison who's fallen down a flight of stairs? I just can't (laughs) quite tell. Because Enzo Ferrari had an accident. Yeah, it's... um, (laughs) He's been chewing poison ivy and and then (laughs) I decided to draw him. He's had had an allergic reaction
0: (laughs) to to some squid ink pasta. (laughs) Well, uh, well there we go, well, Jaguar. We've, um, well,
1: we've told that edition. You
0: can have that for now. It's edition <laughs> 1977. Tremendous car. I know. Now, look, listen. guys, listen. Here's the situation.
1: Look. Picture this.
0: I've done some actual journalism um because last week I was bitching about the cars in the TV series The Gold and how particularly there was an inaccurate Granada. And um, then I thought... I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to know more about this. We had loads and loads of emails from people about this and, and, and some people pointed out some other inaccurate cars in other shows, but but mostly people going, oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I pointed out there was an inaccurate Granada to my wife, girlfriend, partner, whatever, and, uh, and, and they told me to shut up, you boring bastard, was the general <laughs> theme of things, and that's fair enough. But, you know, Smith & Sniff is a safe space for people to air their nerdy grievances. So we all agree that Granada was wrong. But I thought... I don't want to leave it there. So I tracked down the guy who supplied the cars to the gold, and I messaged him and said, well, from Smith & Sniff, we're a car podcast, we've had a lot of messages about the wrong Granada in that show. Is there some story to it? Why did you use that car? Yeah. And he's he's explained, it's sort of, as I kind of alluded to last week, that it feels like, you know, that production designers just don't put enough care into, um, into cars.
1: Into your authenticity, yeah.
0: So in fairness this chap michael he uh he supplies cars to tv shows that's his business but he doesn't have ultimate say over what cars are used if a a show wants something he supplies it so when i said you know what's the story why was it the wrong wrong model of granada for the year he said it was a production slash art department decision i believe it was to give a different look as many Mark II's have been used before, so um, yeah. But some production designers just went, "I want that one; it looks cool," and uh, and that's how we ended up with the wrong Granada.
1: Because worth you say that, because my brother, who doesn't listen to our podcast whatsoever, um, mm. I, I had I had him over for dinner um, a few nights ago, and he said about the gold because he'd been watching it, and I mm. I still haven't. I was just watching the advert. He he mentioned it immediately. Went, well, "Who are these?" He said these fuckwits—they've got the car, they've got the cars and the vans wrong. What? Why have they done that? It's just such an easy thing to get right. And, and I said, "Bloody yeah. hell, have you been listening to a podcast?" He went, "No, of course I haven't." He <laughs> said, I said, "I just know." <laughs> so I thought, there we go. I, I was going to get—I think I might get that one. I think I might put that one in one of the one of the reviews of our podcast. Um, that we're we're definitely accurate on car facts, but uh, my brother doesn't listen to it, so
0: yeah um and all that d- d- the uh, chap who supplied the cars to the gold uh he, me- he after we'd we been discussing this he messaged me back because he'd suddenly thought of an additional point that he wanted to make which was that um the robbers used the ford transit as we were saying last week he, he <laughs> picked up on the same thought the robbers used the ford transit and loaded it with 300 kilos of gold plus themselves an excellent example of british made quality engineering um <laughs> I I've been I'm now reading a book about the gold. I've got a bit obsessed with the bricks about say, robbery after watching that. You've got to you know you gotta
1: say it in a much more kind of like um henchman from East London or South London way. I think the gold, what, the gold. The, the, is the it for gold for gold for gold for gold. Go yeah. get the gold. Go and um, get the gold, or I will slap you like a meaty glove puppet. All right. <laughs>
0: I'd read something that said they didn't even have a van when they showed up. They had an estate car. They realised, because for people who didn't hear last week or haven't seen this show, that the the, the robbers went in to nick other stuff from this vault near Heathrow Airport and the gold they found by chance and realised they'd hit lucked dirt. I
1: didn't know that. Okay, so they weren't fully prepped for gold quantities of that level.
0: Yeah. So the... The story I'd read somewhere else was that they turned up, they had to go and get a van. So what was supposed to be a real kind of smash and grab and get in and get gone actually took two hours in the end. But, but they um, still got away with it. They still got away with it. But the, um, the book that I'm reading, which seems to be pretty well-researched and pretty detailed, says that they turned up with a...
1: <laughs> but then, and bear in mind,
0: no one really knows because the security guards at the vault were all blindfolded and there weren't any witnesses. It was a Saturday when they did it as well. So there's no one really around on a trading estate near Heathrow. So there's a lot that the police just still, to this day, don't know. But they believe, because they found the transit <laughs> abandoned in another part of <laughs> London. your neck hurt After the robbery. But there's some suggestion. They did go and get another van. But what they did was they had the transit. They realised that it wouldn't take three tonnes of gold. So someone ran off and nicked or got another van, and it was, it was the suggestion is it was possibly a comma van.
1: Oh, a comma which, PB, like the one I used to have. Well, I know, but then you think of that, and you think of one of
0: those with even, I don't know, like half a tonne of gold in the back of it. Oh, but awful. Is going to be, handling is going to be pretty sketchy, I would think. Oh,
1: the narrow track front end would have none of that. Would have none of it. No. You'd be going into a corner a little bit hot, in brackets, 24 miles an hour and uh, oh it'd be wibbly wobbly it'd be, it'd be like you know like a, it'd be like a, a really pissed up rugby player with a tray of drinks diagonally running across the dance floor you know, <laughs> you know the sort of you know
0: they're going over it's just a question of when
1: it's he's on the imaginary cruise liner because he's had so much to drink you know he feels like he's on a ship <laughs> but he's got this massive tray of drinks <laughs> <laughs> we've all we've all we've all been there where you you think that you're on a ferry and you're not you're just in a club and you've just had enough to drink. Everything feels a little <laughs> bit like the sea, and you're sa- sailing, sailing, sailing. Everything's the sea. Every you just you just you're skimming across the dance floor, but actually you're you're walking at forty five degrees, almost cra- almost crabbing. But you've got a lot of drinks, <laughs> like ten pints worth
0: you have that sort of target fixation problem where it's like you sort of you could see a chair coming but you're powerless to move yourself out of its path
1: oh awful yeah it's awful (laughs) and you can't lose the drinks because you know it's not the amount of money you'd lose it's the time at the bar taken
0: to acquire
1: 10 pints in a busy club environment and your, mate, yeah. your mates will not see the funny side unless you cascade all these drinks <laughs> <laughs> oh, straight onto a slippery dance floor, and then everybody goes down. <laughs> it's like it's suddenly you've created a sort of like a hoppy Centre Parks, <laughs> 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 or like a, <laughs> a sticky shit foam party. It's like if Stellar Artois did Center It's Artes just, it's just lager froth. I was going to say, it is. <laughs> and everybody just ends up quattroing And then do, in one <laughs> no. Because there's, cause there's strobe lights on, you haven't quite seen exactly what's happened, and you're a bit pissed yourself. in the Mid-dance, oh, God. You, mid-dance you go into this full scrap. Watching
0: someone go over with a tray of drinks in under the strobes <laughs> <it's> just like <laughs> a
1: terrible stop-frame
0: animation of <laughs> a rugby player having an accident.
1: It's fully pissed Wallace <laughs> and Grummet, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Pissed
0: Wallace and Gromit. They never, they never got that one well off the ground. You can
1: imagine yeah. though, sort of a Pot Wallace a and Gromit, where it's a bit of lads, yeah. lads, lads. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> just, <laughs> yeah,
0: Wallace is just sitting there reading Loaded magazine. Yeah, he's and got drinking f- Stella from a can,
1: shouting at Liam Gallagher and Frank Skinner, um, <laughs> wearing a little bit of flat link jewellery on his with his tracky top. <laughs> It's
0: right. Wait, did you see that episode where Wallace was dating one of the Appleton sisters? it's very weird, but... Uh, that's right. That was... That uh, was <laughs> different <times>. um,
1: <coughs> there, were th- no, there were many other things I was supposed to say, and I've just lost track of them all, all of a sudden. I've got a very dry throat. Hang on.
0: I was going to ask you about the uh, the expression, take it for a spin. Okay. Which I just don't think people say anymore. Have you ever heard of it? No. You, you know, I don't. you went to test drive a car. Take so it for go, a spin, yeah. Go on, take it for a spin. Just not something that's said anymore, unless... It turns out, uh, your auto car's Twitter account, because I saw them using it the other day, Did and I was like, what a delightfully old-fashioned expression that is. Is
1: it almost partridge No, now? I suppose it is. Yeah. I don't know. I just
0: associate it with sort of the past. Yeah. It's, you know, like we were saying a while ago about no one says souped up anymore.
1: No. Does anybody say taking it for a razzing it, taking it for a raz? Nobody says that anymore, do they? Does uh, anyone razzing yeah, cars Yeah, it's fallen out
0: of favour i don't know that's that's more recent but also you're right slightly out of date um but
1: uh no i think it's take it for a spin the problem is is implications that you're borrowing your friend's car and it's going to go backwards through a hedge within five minutes Mm. and then you're going to spend the next three years paying it off for them so i immediately immediately fills me with dread
0: I, i don't understand the origins of take it for a spin because it does suggest a loss of control rather than just well, maybe that's what they. Little,
1: that's little what test drive. Maybe that's what they're looking for. Your friend says, he, under under their breath, that they they, they they go, oh yeah, take it for a spin. And they go, please crash it because I don't like it and I want the insurance money. <laughs> and uh, and it's just like it's a company car that they don't like, and they go, go on, just go and bin it, bin it into the verge. <laughs> yeah, I I'd, no, I I'd, I'd take it for a spin. Put it out to the listeners, Richard.
0: Well, I was going to say, is that... It's does anyone say that? To... And also, can you think of a more old-fashioned expression that you used to hear a lot and now you just don't?
1: To car right. car, car, the car, car or non-car
0: I would say, let's keep it to car terms, I was otherwise say, we'll be here all year yeah. with people going, oh, you never, you never hear anyone say, in his cups anymore, and then... You have to go well, no, because there's not a war on. But um, <laughs> uh, that, if, you, if there's there old-fashioned old car expressions, well, I suppose there is. But um, yeah, I was going to talk to you about something else as well that, that, that occurred to me the day. I'll tell you what I was going to tell you, just because of, it's of no consequence whatsoever. But guess what I saw yesterday that gave me a proper kind of where I actually, thankfully, I was on my own in the car. But I properly exclaimed to myself like, because uh, I saw a Mercedes 500e did you yeah
1: oh that's cool
0: which is a rare car that is a rare groove but it's also that i like the fact that it's it's a it's a quite a spotter's badge car because you know a normal person would just go look there's a slightly old mercedes saloon i clocked the flared front arches
1: i was just about to say
0: sits they sit really well they have got a good stance on them haven't they and i was just like straight away i was like it's not it bloody is and then um so subtle left-hand drive Lovely, the, subtle, the sweet, 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 subtle car.
1: Lovely, sweet, subtle. Uh, do you know they are? They're a real sleeper. Nobody really. Mm. Most people don't clock them and probably don't care. Um, no, I love them. Have you ever driven one? No, I've never driven one. I've got a friend that's got one. Um, what? Yeah, and he did say, "Are you? You know, I, I don't use it that much. You should borrow it." I, I have thought, yes, I bloody oh should. God. I should borrow. And actually. That car cave that I did on a Late Break Show recently, he d- did. He have a, he he had an E four hundred or a four hundred and twenty as oh. they call it, which is a later one, isn't it? And it's yeah, and that was exceptional. But I don't
0: know, were they not Mercedes made rather than Porsche made? Correct, because the 500s were made by Porsche, weren't they? Which is yeah, part of what sort of makes them sought after and special. But um, yeah, the, that's uh, exactly
1: it. E five hundred. Well, I did that guy's Mercedes car cave the other year didn't i who has his own private museum and he had an absolutely flawless e500 i just kept gawping at it because it's it's the subtleties which make it so appealing that's the thing you and if you know your stuff you you spot that they just sit differently
0: but then if you saw one next to a normal w124 they look really sort of muscular and, and mean yeah There's just something about them. It's really weird. Part of the reason I was going to mention this to you is that because I saw the 500E yesterday. And the day before, I had actually been looking at pictures of 500Es because I was writing a thing for Evo about the Porsche 989, which was a four-door V8-powered Porsche that they were developing in the late 80s, early 90s.
1: Not not that weird coach-built four-door 911 thing.
0: no No. i mean this looks like a bit like in many much of the design you can see elements of the 996 in it but this was designed in i mean the design sign-off was in 91 and they were they were quite far down developing it to the point where they would built some engineering mules and they'd used mercedes bizarrely they'd used mercedes um 124 coupes oh i do like those i
1: do like those
0: I wonder if it was a body rigidity thing. And I've um, never
1: owned a 124 coupe. They're so elegant. And they were so cheap okay. for a long time. And I kept. Yeah. And I missed, I missed my 320TE Spolt line. That car was really good. I don't think I yeah. realised how many good options it had on it. It was really good. And, uh, Desirable
0: specs, sir, as well. 300 Sportline.
1: Yeah, and you know, some, sometimes I'm sure other the listeners that can can verify this. Some cars don't feel fast because you forget how long the throttle is, and what it's always yeah. trying to do is make you drive smoothly and carefully. And then every so often, you'll go, oh, "I've I've been using a tenth of the throttle for the last week. <laughs> I wonder what it's like <laughs> if I use the other bits." And you go, "Oh my god, this thing actually goes." It's alive. Yeah. But the throttles on those are so stiff. You, you actually do do leg exercises to, 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 to put it all the way down. They are ridiculous. Uh, and they're quite an acquired taste.
0: I've just looked on um, Car and Classic. There's a 500E for sale in Kent. About there is, um, and all that. It's blue. It's got... This is nice. I, I want more of this. It's got <laughs> leather bolsters, but the centre panels of the seats are cloth, yep. check cloth. It yep. looks mega. I, I love... And it just, the whole thing looks mean as fuck on the outside. It's a proper naughty car. If you pick that up... Because if
1: you know, you know. If you pick that up today, if you just phoned up and bought it and said, I'm on the train, I'm on my way, what... Yeah. What would be the first cassette or C D that you put in it? What would you what would be the, the sort of opening Ooh. track to E five hundred ownership? Can you think of well, something off the top of your bonds?
0: This is a ninety one car. Yes. Um but not that that's relevant. I sort of feel like it's there's something still quite eighties about it.
1: Oh, it's because it's Same. that '80s shape, isn't it? It's still an '80s car, really.
0: I can just hear the intro to Small Town Boy on a loop in my head for some reason, but that oh, yeah. might be unrelated. But de, 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 de. that's cool. Yeah, this is a mega car and beautiful detail. It's debadged. <gasps> factory absolute filth well because you probably could
1: delete option the badge oh yeah well you always
0: could on mercs couldn't you so i wonder i hope it was factory because then you know it was ordered by somebody yeah you know and didn't
1: they they they, they put it in a packet in the glove box i'm sure they did so that if you change your mind the next owner goes i actually do want to tell the world i've got an e500 yeah you simply get it out 3m it on and off we go
0: yeah do you know do you remember in the um uh, late 90s the mark 4 golf gti in the uk there was a two-tier gti range there was the full 150 horsepower with a red eye yes
1: on the gti badge i do remember that
0: and then there was a sort of not as good easy listening version the gti badge yeah There was just... I can't remember how much horsepower it It was a bit quilty. 115 or something. Yeah, a bit quilty. I don't think it had the same suspension even because it was, in fact, just the Golf 2 litre in Germany. Yeah, it was a bit... It was only in the UK where they went, let's do an easier-to-insure GTI. And a friend of mine got one as a company car, and when it turned up, the GTI badges used to come from the factory in the glove box, and it was up to the dealer to put them on, which they were supposed to do. But um, she got her car and and she went oh look, i've still got this badge in the glove box the, the dealer said they don't put it on because then it stops your car getting nicked
1: great idea
0: and i had one of those sort of horns of a nerd dilemma where i was like do i tell her it's because it's not really a gti and this is just a uk-based con i didn't i didn't want to spoil her in no
1: don't in rain the car on because oh, she was the going around pro. going i've got a golf
0: gti yeah don't be a dick about it um we uh, should probably stop this, because uh, we've been talking for an hour. Near Have galley, we? So, um, yeah.
1: Oh, gosh, I haven't, even, I haven't even got to talk about the BYD that I'll review. Save it till next week. That lovely Chinese car that every time I say BYD, in my head I sing PYT by uh, Michael Jackson off of the Thriller <laughs> album and all that yeah. yes. PYT Out of the thriller album, off of yeah. the Thriller album pretty young it's, thing it, isn't it doesn't
0: BYD stand for build your dreams
1: it stands for BYD but you just you've got to sing it like PYT PYT mm. although my brother <laughs> my brother used to say PTO because that's power takeoff isn't it so he thinks yes. that Michael Jackson is just talking about agri equipment <laughs> all the time <laughs> or BYO oh yeah the, the thing yeah that's that's another thing have yeah, in order. <laughs> and someone said that re- in the recent, in the most recent podcast that we've done, we haven't said on that side of things at all. So I need to apologise to everybody who, past and present, who's, who has, I don't know, suffered from a low quantity of on that side of things. Otsots. If you,
0: yeah, it's funny. It's, it's what a strange thing to complain about. But yeah, we will do more of that on that side of things next week well, um, will i might actually phone meantime, up
1: non-stop non-stop talking john and maybe record <laughs> the phone call for some inspiration and see if i can get some anecdotes <laughs> for the from the horse's mouth <laughs> from the horse's mouth <coughs> all right well
0: that's all for next week but for now um before we go i have three things to tell you they are one uh, johnny has a solo youtube channel It's called The Delegate Frakes Show, uh, in which Johnny gets the man who played Commander Riker in Star Trek The Next Generation... (laughs) To do various car caves tests and interviews because he can't be asked uh, <laughs> this week. <laughs> Jonathan is checking out a lockup in Rotherham containing a Honda Ballard. because <laughs> Johnny's got something else on. Uh, thank you to Michael Howard, uh, who's a listener who sent that one in. Uh, which I, we we do get sent these still, and uh, a lot of them seem to be on the same theme, usually involving the word lakes. But that one really took me.
1: So you're all bastards. Can I say that? That's, yeah. that's, um, <laughs> we will stop this at some point we'll have to
0: there aren't that many words that I uh. later on the break um, the real show is of course the Late Break show it's on YouTube go there now watch uh, Johnny's review of The Beast it's excellent uh, there's also uh, what else have you got there that I was watching um, Well, that was interesting
1: well we've the last the last couple of videos you've got the collection of 80s and 90s AMG and Brabus Mercs that this guy likes his quirky. you got like, my Honda Element Oh, yes, The Element. Which is just a brief history about The Element and why I bought one. And by the time you listen to this, there'll be a review of the first BYD Chinese car, the BYD Atto 3, which sounds like a sort of B-side Star Wars character, but um, actually quite a surprising car and one of the few cars I've driven in the UK having to test in snow. So that was interesting. Un, un, Did they organise the launch for that
0: at Simon LeBon's house?
1: house? Uh, well, it was a, quite a lavish house on, like, overlooking a man-made lake. I don't know if it was Simon LeBon's. Have you noticed how Simon LeBon looks like a fat version of Simon LeBon these days? <laughs> I'm just going to put that out.
0: <laughs> another, uh, another car journalist told me that... Um, th- <laughs> The, um, <laughs> they went on the Beard Atto three launch, and it was a at, um, at the house in Bedfordshire that's owned by Simon Le Bon.
1: Oh, I can find because out. There was a
0: sort of a slightly mistaken bit of communication because they said they went looking for the loo and ended up in this massive like boiler room machine room thing. But um, and to which I, I, it seemed like they were saying that they'd done a poo in Simon Le Bon's boiler room. <laughs>
1: Be bit unacceptable, isn't it? But... Well, it'd be a lot cleaner than the ones I've had to cable into recently in grubby garages.
0: Meeting you with a poo in my boiler room. Anyway, a to uh, a the kill? second thing I've got to tell you... have <laughs> <laughs> got to stop this. Um, before we go, though, seriously, the second thing I've got to tell you is I've got some books out, go and buy them. Please, one of them's called Boring Car Trivia. Um, and the third thing I've got to tell you is that uh, Wall's Vianettas are made in Gloucester.
1: Are they? Yeah, always have been. Uh, those ruffled shirts, which but this is before Austin Powers came out, I always used to refer to them mm. as Wolves Vianetta shirts. Sort of, you oh. know, that meatloaf bat-out-of-hell spec shirt. Operatic. Uh, guess how many
0: Vionettas the factory in Gloucester can make every minute?
1: Minute? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say 200. Oh, my God, you're exactly right. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. I like... That's a lot, don't you think? That's a lot. I don't know how I guessed that. I was At the time, I was i was just staring hard at my cup of coffee which says i love enya on it
0: uh talking of mugs thank you to neil williams at uh tin long garage in clan i've lost track of where i am with that one clan <laughs> pg um who sent us a couple of um mugs from his volvo garage that we'd mentioned before with the incredibly long name and they're beautiful because the name of the village goes all the way around the mug that is so, um, that's brilliant thank you neil that's really kind we will send you some of our merch in return once we've got our stuff
1: neil can there. you can you just check um, around the back for any trade ins i'd like some fairly ropey baggy volvos can we just give us maybe we'll come over one day and we'll do a, a road trip to buy a very mm. short mot volvo off you. All right
0: well in the meantime uh, that's quite enough of this uh, but thank you ever so much for listening we'll do it all
1: again next week until then goodbye bye now Started, I've started to brush my teeth listening to Iron Maiden again. It's good. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you'd ever stopped. Yeah, well, for a couple of weeks I stopped. <laughs> Why would you? I was listening to other, watching other pop videos and things, but it didn't feel right. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.